Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, July the 25th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today's episode, we're going to make it quick and to the point, and we are going to dig into 10 things successful people do on the weekends and whatever success is to you is obviously up for interpretation, but for the sake of this podcast, I'll kind of go down that rabbit hole slightly as we kick off. But again, I don't want to waste your time because I know it is valuable to all of you, no matter where you're at and what you are doing. Before we jump in to the episode, reminder, our 47-day transformation is kicking off here in 13 days from right now, or at least that's when we close the registration. The website is 47daytransformation.com. This is our flagship online coaching program. It's for anybody who wants to make real lifestyle changes. This is not a quick fix uh, gimmick bullshit program. This is something where we're going to ask a lot of work uh, on your end in terms of learning how to eat, uh, learning how to train, proper mobility, rest, recovery. Uh, there's a level of accountability there where we check on you. Uh, you can't really hide from us in there. There's a lot of personal development pieces trying to dig down to the root cause of what is maybe holding you back or wreaking havoc on your life in certain areas. And so we force you to audit and do some self-reflection on top of digging into real food and macros. There's a ton of positive badass humans that we, we throw in a private Facebook group as well. You don't have to be part of it, but I do think there is a ton of added benefit there. Uh, you work out five days a week, three days are Metcons, two days are loading. You can do it from home if you've got dumbbells. I'm trying to think of anything else. We've been doing this program, I think, for six years now. And some years we run it three times. This year we only ran it twice. Once to start off the year, and then right now we're kicking off again. The official start date is August the 9th, but the program... Registration closes, I believe, on August the 7th, which is that Saturday, and we're going to close it down just probably before the evening time, and this is one of the last podcasts I'll do before that. I'm going to be traveling next week. Um, I My goal is to hop on with Dr. Laura on Friday, uh, August the 6th, and so I'll mention it then as well, but if you guys are interested, the link's in my Instagram bio. It's going to be in our newsletter, obviously. Uh, all the way leading up to it. I'll put it on my IG stories. The website again, 47daytransformation.com. If you're interested, hit me up, ask any questions. Uh, we've had people do this in like, I think, like 30 different countries at this point. It's pretty crazy. Maybe more than that. I don't know. I lose track. But uh, I can give you a small podcast discount code if you're really interested uh, to make it a little bit easier for you. But if you're looking something that's going to show up to your email every single day and have access to me and our team of people here, uh, this is this can be a game changer uh, if you truly let it be. So again, 47daytransformation.com. And if you want a podcast discount code, reach out to us and we'll make it happen. Also, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know. It's the one thing I take every single day. And the fact that I'm going to be on the road later in the week here, the Greens will be with me as always. I actually always keep them in my backpack I don't think I ever go anywhere where I don't have at least like two or three travel packs with me just in case. Sometimes people ask for them uh, and I try to be as helpful as I can, but selfishly they're for me. Uh, I'm not going to travel with 18 different pills like I used to do years ago. And honestly, if you try to get all the same micronutrients 
in pill form that go into Athletic Greens, you'd be really hard-pressed to do it. It's a lot to manage, lots to take care of. If you're someone who struggles with eating enough fruits and vegetables, especially vegetables, which even I uh, have a hard time getting that many servings in per day, Athletic Greens has been a game changer. So the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, we can give you a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. It has a probiotic in there. There's digestive enzymes and, again, all the micros you need for the day. Still eat real food. You have to do that. You can't just eat shit and take this. I mean, it will help. But real food's always got to be the base. And this is just going to cover all the gaps in your eating that you couldn't get through real food throughout the day because you're busy adults with kids and work and real-life shit going on. I get it. This just simplifies your life. So why not do it? If you are not sure about picking some up, well, Jeremy, I don't know how it's going to taste. It's the best tasting greens by far. Again, you guys have all drank in like, you know, Pabst Blue Ribbon or when I was in college, they used to have this thing called, there's like this back bar and they had these things called mystery poles and it cost you a dollar. And basically it was just this big like trash can full of like water and ice and you'd reach your hand in for a buck and whatever you pull out you got. So maybe you got a PBR, maybe you got a red dog, maybe you got somebody's homemade fucking moonshine, who knows, but it cost a buck and you drink it and you're an idiot. Athletic Greens taste way better than all that bullshit, and it is amazing for you. So if you're not sure about making the investment, message us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, the website. Monica will send a pack right to your front door. You can try it, see what it tastes like for yourself, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff. Again, the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. will get you a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. Whew, that's a mouthful. So... We are on to today's episode, talking the 10 things successful people do on the weekends. Uh, Heather actually sent me this article, uh, which originated from success.com. Uh, Casey I'm Fadon, I believe, wrote it uh, about five or six years ago at this point. Uh, last name is I-M-A-F-I-D-O-N. I can't pronounce... Hardly anything, so I'm probably butchering the hell out of the, the guy's name, but I appreciate uh, the article layout here, and uh, I agree with everything uh, that was laid out. I'm going to kind of give my two cents in Cliff's notes. Uh, I'll talk about success as well. Before I hit that, uh, Tommy Baker put out a real good little nugget uh, of truth the other day, which I believe is going to come out in our newsletter tomorrow morning. And uh, I've talked about Tommy a million times on here. He's been on the podcast. I've been on his podcast, Resist Average Academy. Great dude. Um, just gets life. You know, we have a lot of the same belief systems uh, about a lot of things across the board. And he's one of the very few people I actually will like look at his stuff uh, and, and, you know, type his name in and sneak a peek at it. I don't do social like, like most people. Uh, I just don't, I have too many things to do. I don't have the bandwidth to, to go through and see what everybody's doing all the time. And so rarely do I get um, to find these pieces of, of gold unless I actually go digging for them. But he does put out some, uh, some things that I do vibe with. And what he wrote was, and I quote, That's not realistic. If you share your vulnerable dream with someone, your deepest desire, and they tell you this, you've struck a nerve. And guess what? It means you're doing it right. It means you're dreaming big. It means you're thinking bold. Why? Because realistic is a lie. And that's how you end up in a career you hate after hitting all of society's benchmarks. And we all know what that is, right? 
the plush 401k, the fresh promotion, the law school degree, the cute, you know, title after your name, the 2.1 kids and the Honda Carnival. He wrote that. That's actually fucking amazing. Uh, And again, there's nothing wrong with those things. If anybody's, this is just a side note. If anybody's happy, I'm never going to judge. If you're happy living your life, do you, whatever that means. If it's driving a, you know, a shitty Honda or like myself, like a 2008 Honda Accord, respect. Or if you want to drive a Range Rover, I'm nobody to judge. You do what makes you happy. But oftentimes we have this vision of of what we think is going to bring us all this happiness. And more often than not, it's like you were sold a lie, right? Like society sold you something, you know, keeping up with the Joneses sold you something and you hit all the, the benchmarks, you hit all of the things you were supposed to do, but you're still not happy. And all that, you know, at the expense of what you really wanted. And that's what we're digging down to. So what's a better way? to go about your business. Never, ever chase just realistic. Because if it matters to you on a deep level, then it's probably never going to be realistic. And let's be real. Do you want to get to the end of your days knowing you lived a quote unquote realistic life? Instead of realistic, chase awe, chase wild, chase crazy, chase passion, chase wonder, chase aliveness, chase obsession chase the mystery, chase a rage to exist, chase your deep desire and chase that thing that brings you to life. And no, none of those are realistic. And that's the great thing. And I believe that Uh, I like his stuff. We come from the same kind of world of this entrepreneurial kind of life where when I explain, you know, what I do for a living to people, it really doesn't make sense. Even things I'm doing now, weren't even a thing for us five years ago. Like we weren't podcasting five years ago. I think we've been podcasting for four years, actually. Uh, And now it's become a huge part of our business. And it's become a huge driver of not just us making money, but reaching out to people, talking to them, connecting to them. And Instagram, right? Like such a thing like that. Like when we first started, it was like 15 second video. I think it was just, I think it was just images at first, wasn't it? And then I'm, that's how long it's been. I think it was just images at first. And then it, when it was video clips, it was like 15 second video clips. And now it's morphed into this thing where we connect with hundreds of thousands of people. It's just really strange. And if you were to describe that, you know, to me 10 years ago, none of that would sound realistic, especially to like a dude like me, probably like many of you didn't grow up with a lot of money didn't have a lot of resources. And now I'm sitting and podcasting to obviously all of you listening in this building that we own. If you would have told me that when I was, you know, 25 years old, I'd have been like, you're fucking crazy. That's not realistic at all. That could never happen. And that's the point. And there's nothing wrong with being average. There's nothing wrong with living this, you know, kind of basic life if you're super happy and fulfilled. But if you're not, I think it's okay to have these, what seem like insane, you know, crazy, goals and dreams if you have the same insane crazy goals and work ethic to go after it and that's the key like does your ambition and work ethic match the desire you know for the outcome you guys are searching for and only you can answer that and I don't get so concerned with the end game because it really doesn't matter to me because it's always just like then what you know why accomplish this well what's next and that's kind of this perpetual thing that drives us as humans we're always seeking you know if it's more or better, or whatever the thing that 
pulls you out of bed every day, or at least hope you can find something that does pull you out of bed, that's what we're talking about. The, the key at the end of the day is just being happy. And more often than not, happiness doesn't come from just doing the most basic shit that a lot of other people do. Because when you look at the average person, you know, how healthy they are, uh, you know, what they weigh, how much money they have, how much they travel, what they spend most of their time doing, it's probably not where a lot of you want to end up or be. That's why we drive on the, you know, think crazy a little bit. And that's okay. Because when you look at the people who tend to be the happiest and most fulfilled, they probably do some things that are like outside the box. And they also do the little things correctly, that map to those insane goals, which brings me to the 10 things that successful people do on the weekends. Now, success to me might mean something different than what it means to you. I've said this before, I'll say it again. Success is, are you happy? Are you fulfilled on some level? Does that mean every day has to be sunshine and rainbows? No. Does that mean every day has to be a highlight reel for Instagram? No. There's peaks and valleys, right? There's storms and there's sunshine. You're going to go through some shit. That's just kind of part of it. Am I motivated every single day to come here and do this? No. Some days I'm not super motivated, but I get up and I fucking do it anyway. That's probably the difference. It's it's putting in the work and doing all the things you have to do to get you where you want to go. But more often than not, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty happy dude. Uh, I'm pretty fulfilled. Uh, I enjoy the people we get to work with here. I enjoy, you know, sharing information with all of you, giving you as much value as you know, my gorilla brain possibly can come up with. I'm trying to give you things that, you know, make your life hopefully healthier uh, and, and happier in the long run. And that's kind of the goal of our business in general is just for me, selfishly, not to hate what I do every single day and give back to people the best way I know how, which is through health and fitness and hopefully these words that make some sense along the way. And for others, it might be a certain level of income, which is fine. You know, uh, there's studies that correlate with, you know, certain amount of money that can bring or not bring happiness, but each of us is individually different. So if it's for you living in a $3 million house, driving a Mercedes, respect. Like if that brings happiness, cool. I think most of us can agree success is going to look different slightly to each one of us. But at the end of the day, I think you look at a successful person and say, that's somebody who is happy, someone who's fulfilled and someone who's doing for the most part, what they want to do, how they want to do it, and, and when they want to do it. And that's what it is for me. Waking up every day, not really having somebody, you know, tell me exactly what I have to do when I have to do it. There is some autonomy and some freedom there. And obviously, there's a price I pay for that. I'm free in ways that, like my wife Heather is not. But I, I sacrifice for those freedoms. And I give up a lot to get the freedom that she doesn't have. And on the same note, <clears throat> there's a lot of freedoms that she has that I don't have. More so, probably even mentally, because I'm always kind of trapped in this. Uh, you know, because it's like your, <clears throat> I've mentioned it before, it's like your dark passenger. It rides along with you everywhere you go because you built this thing and your name's attached to it. And there's some pride there and there's some things that come with it that you can't really escape. And it's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's amazing, but it also 
kind of locks you into it, where if you work a different job, there's a mental freedom that maybe I don't have. But at the end of the day, if we're all happy and fulfilled and getting to do some fun shit, that to me is what success is. And when you look across the board at people who are quote unquote successful, and if you want to throw in financially successful too, I think this maps to that. The first thing for most people, they wake up early. Number one, you get your ass out of bed. Obviously, you know, I do this for a living. We're a service business. We work with people. I'm not here every day super early, but I do get up uh, every day super early. It's, you know, it comes a point where when you're waking up at 3.50 in the morning, you can't really sleep in. Your body just has this rhythm it's used to. And even if I try to lay there and relax, which is nice, I'm still awake. I, I can't sleep in till 7 o'clock. It's just not happening for me. Maybe if I stop running this business in person, that can change. But I do get up early every single day. And I think most successful people you know wake up early all seven days a week. Now, early is relative. Obviously, you know, four in the morning is early. For some people, 7 a.m. is early. 8 a.m. might be early. Even 9 o'clock, fine, if that's what your thing is. You don't see a ton of successful people sleeping until noon. I'm sure they're out there. There's always going to be outliers. Again, these are generalizations here. If you're someone who's listening, you're like, well, Jeremy, I'm super successful. My life's amazing. And I wake up at 2. Respect, dude. I, I get that. But most successful people I know who are healthy, who are fit, who are happy, who you know are financially stable and have you know somewhat of a normal, fun social life aren't sleeping in until 2 o'clock in the afternoon every single day. Again, there's outliers, but most people who are successful, even on the weekends, they wake up early and they get shit done, whether that be for their business, for themselves, for their friends, or for their family. I think we can all kind of agree. The second thing, they read. Uh, and again, reading is different for all of us. Mine is more audiobooks, uh, podcasts, but I do a ton of that on the weekend, even more so than I do during the week when I tend to be more busy with my actual career and jobs and the things we are working on. Obviously, the people you know by reading and listening, and I say reading and like listening to podcasts and audible books and even like consuming YouTube information, all like one and the same. You know, if you're more auditory, that's great. If you're more visual learner, it really doesn't matter. However you can consume the information and it's in your brain, it's going to help you be successful. Obviously, if you're reading, it's expanding your knowledge and it's giving you a deeper understanding of whatever the subject matter is you want to dig into, especially on the weekends. And more people have more free time and they can actually just sit and really let the information soak in. I know sometimes I'll do stuff here and I'll, I'll look at something in passing and I might forget it. So that's why I make so many post-it notes or make myself like my own little videos or audio messages to myself. But I think if you look across the board, successful people, are they read or listen to podcasts or audiobooks, and they take time to educate themselves. Because it's hard, man. Like, there's a lot of things going on. That's why I've said, like, you can probably only be an expert in maybe one thing if you're willing to really give up huge chunks of your life and dig down uh, and reach a level of, of mastery in something. But you can be competent at multiple things. And it's tough because your education really doesn't stop when you get done with college, whether it's your associates, bachelors, masters, if you're doing, like, you know, law school or trying to be a doctor, you can't just stop there. Because if you do, you're basically screwed, like you're going to be a moron, because that information is either, you know, some of it's going to hold true for the test of time, like math is math, two plus two is always four. Some people will even argue with that, but they're fucking crazy. So it just is. 
but a lot of times, even like in laws change, um, you know, uh, in medicine, things are advancing in nutrition, things change in fitness, things change, you know, you learn better, you do better. So you have to always be educating yourself and, or you're going to get left behind. And when you graduate college or you get into the real world, whatever job you're going to go to, you're going to be learning. You're going to be reading, listening, watching, modeling. It has to be done. Same thing if you want to learn anything about real estate or finance or nutrition or hormones, you're probably going to have to read and watch and listen continuously to stay up with what's going on. Number three, they spend time reflecting. Uh, you know, we call this, however, again, and I guess mindfulness, the term gets hijacked and people kind of turn into something it's not or just taking like a, a mandatory minute to, to meditate or to be mindful or, or to, to sit back and reflect. And there's multiple forms of quote unquote what meditation means to me, I guess anyways. Uh, I'm not a huge, like sit there with empty space in your brain. It's really tough for me to do, but I do my mindfulness practice in my own way. And I think Socrates is the quote where it's like an unexamined life is not worth living, you know, and successful people pretty much follow that philosophy and they use, I think their free time, which again, tends to be on the weekends for some people, if they're not, you know, and I'm not saying they, you know, successful people don't work on the weekends. I'm here podcasting right now on a Sunday. But I don't have the same workload. And so I do have some time for escapism and to just sit back and use the weekend to look back on what worked and like what didn't work and reflect on my past week and the things I can focus on to improve in the upcoming week. And just in life in general, I'm a huge fan of not getting too busy working in your life so you don't get a chance to work on your life not getting too busy working in your life, just doing busy tasks all day, not being as productive as you can if you just sat back and thought about how you can work on your life to be more efficient, to make things better, or see, is this the path I really want to go down? Because if you're always just go, 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 and you're never present, or you're never even thinking about the past or the future, it's really hard to understand, like, is this what I should be doing? And I think self-auditing and self-reflection, which we do a lot in our 47-day transformation, is key for a lot of people to, you know, have thoughts about your thoughts and ask yourself the question, is this really what I want to be doing with my life? Do I need to be exercising this way? Should I be exercising more or less? Should I be eating this way? Is this really the career path that's meant for me? There's all these important questions, and you have the cognitive ability to ask them of yourself, and you should do that. Uh, I think it means, you, you know, you're not, you're not insane and you're, you know, you're evolved human. You want to, you know, you want to do better. Number four, they make time to pursue their interests. Successful people know that chasing success shouldn't mean you have to forget about your favorite hobbies. And for a lot of people, the weekend can offer an opportunity to be creative and do the things that you like to do or love to do in your spare time. And I just look at everything as kind of like lifetime. There is no like work time. And obviously there's hours you dedicate to work, but I don't look at it as like the the weekend and the weekdays. They're all just days, right? Like we've, we've made up these terms. Like they're just days scattered amongst the rest. And we gave them on well, Monday through Friday is the, the work week. And Saturday and Sunday is the weekend. You know, 
maybe that was the case like 50 years ago, 100 years ago, but now it's like every day is a work day or every day is a relaxing day depending on your work schedule. If it's like shift work, you're a doctor, uh, you're a nurse, you're an entrepreneur like myself where you're kind of like always working even when you're not working. But the point is you have to make time for escapism. You have to make time for your own personal interests. And uh, Heather's great at getting me to do that for sure. There's other things I do like to do. It just happens that this has become this all-encompassing thing where a lot of the stuff that I do like ends up being for work anyway. So it's always kind of work because now we document so much of our life for YouTube and Instagram. And obviously we're podcasting a ton. Uh, I do a ton of writing, obviously for the blog and for our newsletter. And we just, you know, kind of film what we do and, and share it with the world, which is super cool. But there is things outside of this that I don't throw a ton on Instagram. I do think that's important to not get lost in your work and make your whole life like one big grind. Because what's the point then? If it feels like it's always a struggle. No, I think you should wake up and do something difficult and struggle every single day. But every second of every day can't be a fucking grind, man, because you're grinding yourself down to nothing and that's not worth it. So if you like going to the movies, you know, if you like just, you know, playing bags in your backyard, if you like doing cannonballs in your pool, if you like just riding your bike, if you like playing with your kids, whatever your thing is, like do more of the shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. That's why I say it at the end of every podcast. Number five, they tend to give something back. Uh, most successful people tend to give back and they usually do that in their spare time and free time. Um, there is a study here and I'm going to try to pull it up real quick. It's a book. It's called Rich Habits. Uh, the Daily Successful Habits of Wealthy Individuals. And the author is Thomas C. Corley, I believe is the name. I'm butchering it, C-O-R-L-E-Y. Um, he discovered that 70% of quote-unquote successful people give back at least five hours per month. Now, that can look like a lot of different things. I don't have the full uh, research in front of me. Obviously, what we do here, we get paid for stuff, but there's a lot of things we do here and there's no money guaranteed on, on, on this end. Like we have a YouTube page. If you guys ever check it out, it's Jeremy Scott Fitness on YouTube. Every video we shoot, we break that we load them and we break them down into playlists on our YouTube page. So if you want to know more, I can't talk sometimes mobility. Uh, you can go to the mobility playlist on our YouTube page and it's everything we share on our IGTV, things we put on Facebook, some stuff from private programs that are for sale. We even throw some of that shit into the groups. You can see that on the playlist or if it's these podcasts because we film probably 70% of the podcast. If it's the actual stuff from Instagram, you guys will get those. We do Q&As. We do a lot of different stuff, recipes. We give that away for free. You don't have to pay anything for it. It's just free information. It's out there. This podcast you're listening to, I don't ask you guys for anything. You don't have to sponsor it on Anchor. You don't have to buy any of the affiliate products and people we work with. You don't have to buy any of my coaching programs. You don't got to do shit. I'm giving you this all for free. So I do way more than five hours a month, and it's not even close. And I think if you look at other people, they'll do something similar, whether it be volunteering or shopping local and doing things that's giving back to the community, like to doing your part, you know, to try to make, you know, not just your circle, but the community you live in a better place. And I think when you get to a point, and I don't know what that is for people, you know, you'll never have enough money to give back, right? Like a lot of people say, well, when I do this, then I'll be able to do this. You know, I don't know if that's ever the case. And I'm not saying you have to donate your money if you don't have it, but 
if you can do things to make your community better and the people's lives around you better, then do that. And sometimes that's just helping your, your neighbors. Like we had this humongous tree, like I talked about the other day, that um, basically split in half and almost crushed my house, like missed my house by inches. And so many of our neighbors are texting us asking if we're, if we're okay. My neighbor across the street's like, and I have a Sawzall, but I think he actually has like a, a chainsaw. Maybe he's a serial killer. I don't know. He seems nice. But they usually do seem nice. But uh, he asked, like, hey, I can come over and help you, you know, chainsaw some of the branches off. It's shit like that that you do for your neighbors or even pick up pick up packages for them or do certain things or tell them if something's going on. It's just you being what I call not an asshole and just trying to give back to your local community. Number six, successful people, they disconnect at least some of the time. Um, most people I know who are successful, they carve out like some downtime. And like I talked about before, like for escapism, where they put their phones away. Uh, maybe they unplug technology. They don't check emails. They're not texting all the time. And the weekend is usually an ideal time for that break, even if it's just a small one. Now, I told Heather I'd be home by hopefully 1. It is 1.01 p.m. right now, so that's not obviously going to happen. But we watched, did we watch a movie the other night? What did we watch? Uh, nobody. Um, God, I'm gonna, I don't know his name. It's terrible. The guy from uh, Better Call Saul plays the main character. Uh, Rizza is actually in it, which is fucking amazing. And uh, Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. And uh, well, first of all, it took Heather about 40 minutes into the movie to realize it was uh, Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. Then he was old in 1985, and he's obviously old as hell now. But pretty impressive. He's still acting and plays kind of a badass in the movie. But we sat there and I said, "Yeah, we can watch this." But I'm like, you got to put your phone on the table and put it face down so we don't see it. So there's no phones. It's just you and me and our dog hanging out watching a movie. And that's one of our favorite things to do, especially since it's been raining here. And uh, it never rains here. So you feel like you can be inside and you're not like wasting a good day. But that kind of disconnection is important. Usually when I go home, unless it's like during a program launch, like a 47-day transformation or something now, I tend to put my phone in a different room. So I'm not tempted to check messages or reply to people and get back to them. And I'm like, just live to reply another day. Uh, I sleep with uh, my phone in the bathroom, actually. So it's not in our bedroom. And I kind of have like this nightly routine. I know I've talked about sleep before, but I do watch TV as I like go to sleep. And sometimes now I'm getting in the habit of turning it off when I get tired and not having it on. But I do watch it as I fall asleep. It just helps me. It's my thing. But I disconnect and I just turn on like you know, John Wick or something, which I've seen like 8,000 times and I just watch it. And, uh, it helps me to not be connected to things and let my brain kind of be free. Even if it's just for 30 minutes or an hour, it makes all the difference in the world. If you can do more, do more. Number seven, they connect with their families. Uh, I think it's important. And when it says families, I mean, family, your friends, the people closest to you. Cause we have friends who basically are like family to us, you know, like, I was back in Minneapolis a couple of weeks back. My best friend is, he's a family member. You know, he, I'm as close to him as I am to my own mom and dad. Like I'll tell him the same shit I'll tell them. Um, and he tells me the same things he would tell his parents. You know, that's what I mean by family. And obviously during the week we get wrapped up. I try to do little things every day, be on group text and, and share and, and talk shit and do the things we do. But for a lot of people, the weekdays, especially if you're a person who has a career, you actually exercise, you, you take time to not eat shit, and you have kids, the weekdays might not offer your super busy schedule enough time to really spend with 
your friends and family who don't live in your actual household. So the weekends can be an awesome time to catch up and, and make time for that. And again, Heather is great at having me do that because I'm very robotic in the way that I am. And not that I don't value it, but she is a great instigator of that. So like last night, we went over to this place. Uh, if you ever come to Scottsdale, it's called the Scott Resort, actually. No, I don't own it. Um, be cool if I did. But uh, they have this place called the Canal Club. And uh, just a very nice, like, inside uh, lobby bar area. It's huge. It looks very, uh, like, Cuban, uh, Miami-type inspired when you go in there. And uh, we just met some friends for, for drinks. And, uh, you know, you know, appetizers, food, drinks, whatever it was, just sat there bullshitting, just talking about life. Because we all, you know, all of us other than Heather uh, are from the Midwest. So we have, you know, similar upbringings, backgrounds, beliefs that like we can talk about. You know, we all know what high V is like. We all know what uh, Casey's uh, pizza is like all these things that are, you know, kind of unique to the region. We can sit bullshit, talk, have fun. And not that Heather can't because she's been in my, you know, Midwest circle for long enough now. But it's just a fun time for you to spend with the people who matter most to you, because if we're not doing that, what does this matter? And her and I have talked a lot over the last couple of years, when you look at um, just like where you want to live and what you want to do in real estate and the things like where obviously the price is here, like a lot of places in America have skyrocketed. Now, basically to live here in a normal place, it costs you like at least a million dollars, which in my ghetto brain is super fucking crazy. It blows my mind to even think that. And it's like not that nice. And I don't mean to say that negatively or sound like a spoiled asshole, but like in my brain, if you, if you said, Hey, Jeremy, I paid a million dollars for my house. I'm thinking I'm pulling up to like three square city blocks in like the dopest place ever. Like something that used to be in like MTV cribs. Like you have a basketball court inside your house. You have a lazy river in your backyard and it's a million dollars. And now obviously that is not the case here where I live. And so we sit there, we, we share these stories, like we connect and it's when her and I are, are talking about this, we think, well, wow, if we move somewhere else, you know, we could have like all this stuff. We could take our, we could sell our house here. We could live somewhere else and have five acres of property and a 5,000 square foot house. And it'd be super dope. It'd be amazing. It'd be awesome. It's like your dream kind of setup, right? But you wouldn't have your friends there. And your family's not close by, if that's important to you. And to me, none of that shit really matters if I can't have the people closest to me in my life more days than not. Like we drove, you know, 10 minutes to this place, not even, and got to hang out with some of our closest friends. And that matters to me. And a big part of the reason why I still have this gym is because I get to work with people I like. I get to see people who are cool to talk shit with, cool to work out with, and cool to hang out with. And so I kind of get the best of both worlds. So for to, for me, having a super nice, like, you know, like a million dollar home in like Nebraska, like no offense to anybody in Nebraska, but if you're in like Norfolk, Nebraska, a million bucks probably gets you like the dopest place ever. In Scottsdale, it really doesn't. Now that'd be super cool there. I don't want to deal with the weather, but I don't have any friends who live there. And to try to rebuild this community with the relationships that we've made over the past decade, it wouldn't be worth it to me. And I know I kind of got off on a tangent here and you guys are probably like, what the fuck is he talking about? The point is, is connecting with close friends and family is something that I think 
not only successful people do, but people who are happy and fulfilled do. And the more time you can spend with people you enjoy and like to be around, the more fulfilled and enriched your life will become. And that's worth more to me than any fucking car, or any fucking house or money you could give me. Because without that, my life sucks. It really does. It's a lonely place to be. And as much of a loner kind of robot person I am, I do need to be surrounded by people that I enjoy. It matters. Number eight, they stay in shape. I think everybody knows this. Exercise. It's everything, man. Um, And I'm not saying it's got to be, you know, deadlifting and squatting and going crazy, but just moving your body through space is a gift. It's refreshing. Not only does it strengthen your body, but it strengthens your mind. It really does. It challenges you. It gives you an opportunity to get better, uh, to grow, to be strong. Um, Obviously, you know, challenges yourself in, in a multitude of ways, but it lets you clear your head and embrace, you know, different ideas for the week. You can be inspired. The release of hormones. There's so many benefits of exercise. I don't need to talk about it. You guys are here for the reason because you probably watched me exercise somewhere, but it's key. I don't think you can be super successful and happy if you never exercise. I just, I haven't met many people who are never physically active who seem super fulfilled. Again, I'm sure they're out there, but they're few and far between. Number nine, they build momentum, even on the weekends. Successful people, obviously, they don't settle for average. They're not average people. They're always focused on being the best they can be in whatever lane that they're driving in. And they want to keep the momentum rolling forward. And a weekend is a good time for people to, A, just put things in perspective, reflect, obviously, you know, gain the clarity, and refocus on what goals are most important and which ones aren't. Big rocks, little rocks, we call it. What is my time best spent doing moving forward to kind of snowball myself into success? And that's the thing I say about this all the time. It's not that I can't leave here for two weeks at a time. It's not that I can't, you know, unlog, you know, out of the internet and the social media apps for, for more than two weeks at a time. But it's the momentum that you lose when you do that. It's not the money. Like that's, I think a lot of people think that, well, Jeremy works all the time, you know, because of money. It's not the reason. Obviously, we all need money to survive, but it's not the main reason that drives me to do this and, and put out this many podcasts and come here and try to be with these people as much as possible. It's the momentum you build by being around, by being present, by being consistent and asking yourself, you know, am I focusing on the right things? And that motion obviously creates emotion. And once you get the ball rolling, you really don't want it to stop. Because it's, it's hard to get it started back up again. That's why for a lot of people, the pandemic uh, in the thick of it was was such a big pain in the ass because you're just, you're, you're putting the world to a, a grinding halt. And that's why you're seeing, you know, shortages in the auto industry with microchips or um, if you talk like the Ford Bronco specifically, like they're having, you know, so many issues with the rollout of that with the, like these molded hardtops they're doing. Or if you look at uh, like the lumber industry, if you look at the steel industry, uh, PVC, they stopped working at these plants. And now you're seeing like the price increases because there's this huge demand. Uh, my refrigerator took a shit uh, probably like a month and a half ago. And they get, we found a place to give us a loaner. I think it was Lowe's actually because Heather was talking shit. Other places uh, didn't really have much to offer. I think it was Lowe's actually. So shout out to Lowe's. Uh, they didn't pay me anything for that, but they did us well. They gave us a 
our fridge died. And because of our house, uh, how our kitchen is set up, only so many refrigerators can fit into the space we have. And they're like, yeah, we can get you a new one in August. And this should happen like in May, in the end of May. And I'm like, well, what the hell, dude? They're like, what are we going to do? So they gave us a loaner fridge and they actually ended up bringing us the new one um, maybe like a week ago. And that's my point is like when you stop these companies, when you stop people from working, when you stop things happening, the momentum stops. And now you're seeing us kind of paying the price for that down the line because the demand is there for things. And that's what I think a lot of successful people do is they just consistently show up day after day after day after day because they understand the power of momentum. And you can see now in basically every industry of what's going on, when you see the momentum come to a complete halt, to try to start it back up again is really tough to do. You're seeing that with getting people back to work, multiple reasons there. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but it's tough to get people re-motivated to kickstart. That's why I say in fitness specifically, if we're talking momentum, it's very important for you guys to keep doing something consistently every week. It doesn't got to be PRs. It doesn't got to be you guys crushing every single workout, but just showing up and even going through the motions on a week that you're dragging ass, you don't feel like it, that's going to keep the momentum rolling. If you stop and do nothing for two weeks, three weeks, three months at a time, it's real hard to kickstart that journey again, and it's real easy to wander back into shitty habits. And number 10, successful people plan for the upcoming week. And I would say they even plan for the upcoming day. And they do it every single night. You know, the key is to schedule things where you have some time to plan and prep for what you want to do, not just the next week, but the next day, the next month, and the next year. And that's tough to do uh, for most people, but I tend to do it on a daily basis. And we obviously have things laid out here uh, in a yearly calendar. We look at things in terms of the months, but I try to look at what I have to do tomorrow, the day before. So I'm like, okay, here's my schedule. Here's probably when I can work out. Here's when I'll probably eat, here's the things we have to get done, here's the things I want to get done, and here's what appointments or calls and videos we have scheduled to meet and shoot and deal with. And it just takes you kind of, you know, managing your life like anything else. But if you can do some of that on the weekend to lay out the week, it does help a lot of people. It's the same thing with your eating. If you have a general idea of like when you're going to eat and what you're going to eat, it's going to help you if you do that on Monday for the food you're going to eat on Tuesday. It's just being prepared. And so I do think most successful people plan for the upcoming day, the upcoming week, and then have an idea of the month, the quarter, and the year as well. So the question is to you guys, how do you spend your weekends? Is it doing any of these 10 things listed? Maybe you do zero of them. Do you feel like you're successful? And I mean successful, you're happy, you're fulfilled, and most importantly, you feel like you're growing and making progress. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. That's the way that I look at everything. There is no really treading water. You got to be moving forward. Otherwise, you're just moving backward because we're all getting older, softer, and wrinklier, and life is going to get a little bit harder if you're not trying to fight your way up the hill every single day. So hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed that. Just my quick rant again. Uh, this is probably the last podcast I'll get to do until like a week and a half from now because I'll be traveling, and it's just really tough to do with my schedule. is real busy this week, the days that I am here, but uh, I will be back on for surely on August the 6th, and I think I have Dr. Laura on for that one, and that is the plan. We'll get real deep. Uh, she's a naturopath, so that'll be a fun one to kind of dig into. If you guys have questions for 
uh, a doctor who's a practitioner of naturopathic medicine, you can send them in. I'll throw it on my Instagram too. We'll take questions there, but that's probably the next one I have coming up. Again, reminder, uh, if you guys want to jump into our 47-day transformation, the website is 47daytransformation.com. 100% can be done online. All you need is some dumbbells from home. If you're looking to really change some habits uh, and be successful in terms of how you eat, how you train, how you recover, sleep, everything that's wrapped around that, in all the pillars of fitness, the physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, we touch on everything inside that program. So again, if you want a podcast discount code, I'm happy to provide it. Again, the website, 47daytransformation.com. And you guys already know athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott can get you the greens and a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. And I'm happy to send you a sample pack if you message us. Monica can get that out to you ASAP. Um, I think that's it. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys as always. Uh, we're probably loading like 40 videos onto YouTube this week because Monica's been on vacation and I load them, but she has to make them uh, a little more polished before they get uh, published to the world. So that's there. Um, other than that, if you're on Apple Podcasts, like always, you guys, we appreciate the reviews. Scroll your finger down on the app. Drop it a five-star. Leave us a couple of sentences. I truly would appreciate it. And if you want to share it with a friend or family member, selfishly that helps us as well so i thank you guys as always uh and until next time eat well train hard be nice to people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to i'll talk to you soon peace